If nobody turned that one steer the four times you ran that night, you didn't get a turn in. You just didn't get to row. <laughs> Who in the heck loans you $30,000 to go rodeo? What are you talking about? We get done. We're like, this sucks. We're still going to do it. I, I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? So we're officially hey, going. Unoffendable. You know, yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason it's for that is Flatbed is like <laughs> so. <laughs> we are, as always, brought to you by Classic Ropes and Equinity Products. We try not to ask for a lot, but to be honest, the rate and review on these podcasts make a giant difference. You hear it all the time, rate and review. It really does help us be found by more people. We're loving it. We're loving the processes. We're loving the conversations that we're getting to have, and it would be a huge help to us if you could help us continue that by clicking on the rate and review when you open the Flatbed Podcast. When we think of this podcast, one of the things that uh, you know we'd hope to achieve is not only telling the stories of people that we know, but there are also people that are doing amazing things that maybe don't, for some reason, ever find their way into the spotlight. Uh, Jordan, to me, Jordan Allen is absolutely one of those people. He's a fantastic horse trainer. Started under Jason Hershberger, went to Randon Adams there at the Millionaire Ranch, spent six years with JD Yates, and now he is training horses, training maturity horses. Not somebody that's going to be a self-promoter, kind of a quiet, soft-spoken, really, really good guy. Fascinating story. Um, like I said, one of the good guys in this industry. We had a blast getting to hang out. So glad you get to hear from him. A guy that you may not would have heard of if you're outside of the team roping horse world. Um, somebody you've definitely heard of if you're in it. So here we go, Jordan Allen. It is a new day at the Flatbed Podcast. Let me tell you what I'm doing to tell you how it affects you. We are going into basically our second season. We're not calling it a season because I don't even know why you would do that. I mean, we're into our second year. That's all that means. We're adding a subscription option. What that means is not you have to pay to listen to every episode, but what we're doing is we're recording bonus content for every episode. With every guest, we're asking stupid questions. We're going completely off script. We're just going according to what we think would be funny. Um, it's just bonus content. And what I what I found is you get a little a little better look into the person that's on the on the podcast instead of being stiff or formal. Um, we start off with bonus content. We ask stupid questions. You get the, like the live reaction. We've said it's like an inkblot test, right? You just say whatever comes to mind first. I personally have enjoyed it. I've, I've loved the bonus content because like I said, you get to see a different side of whoever's in, uh, the studio, uh, for the month, it's five bucks for the month, for the entire month, which comes out to about like a dollar, a little, like a dollar 25 per episode. So less than a Dr. Pepper, you get to listen to all the bonus content. You can click on it and add. Now here's what this does. By helping fund a little bit of what we're doing, it allows some travel to places that we would like to go. Um, I was watching YouTube last night about the bullfights, and I was like, man, how cool would it be if we could go to Spain someday and talk to the people that run the bullfighting rings, right? Like, go talk to the people that own the horses that are part of that. Like, And I'm only using that as an example. We're not trying to fund a trip to Spain, but... Uh, you know, I would, I would love the option to financially be able to go to the places where things are happening that are interesting outside of maybe just only team roping in Arizona. I know we made a trip to Texas, so... Um, we're adding the subscription site, but the truth is, honestly, even if it was doing nothing but funding my rock star recovery bill every month, um, it, the, the, the content has been fun. It's been a blast. So like I said, $1.25 an episode is what you're, what you're investing. It is super easy. Um, and we haven't had, we haven't had one bonus segment yet that hasn't made everybody laugh. It's been fun. We've enjoyed it. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to release three free bonus episodes this week, give you an idea. Um, we're going to release three of them this week. You can take a look at them, see what you think. But then also after that, it'll be one per episode. We haven't recorded any podcast without also including bonus episodes. So, um, I would encourage you to check it out. It's fun. Um, I, I really do enjoy it. It's something I've actually, it's been a, it's been an addition to the podcast that I've enjoyed. So check it out.
The Flatbed Podcast is brought to you by, um, we say companies, we say sponsors, but reality, it's brought to you by other people. In the same way that you're sitting here listening to this podcast, there are other people who are investing into this process financially that are bringing this to you so that you can listen to it for free. I love that there are people running companies that have the same shared values that we have in this industry. So when we talk to you about the people that are bringing you this podcast, please understand we're talking about a company, but really what we're talking about is the people. I know you've heard me talk about uh, Aquinity products. Uh, the thing that stands out to me about Aquinity is this for my uneducated brain. It promotes the health of the pituitary gland and the pituitary gland is what heals the body. So instead of putting in a bunch of foreign substances trying to create synthetics, what it does is it goes in and promotes the natural health of the body. Um, we're excited about people like Trevor and Miles and Jordan Briggs and the people that are standing behind these products, Tyler Wade. There's so many people that are seeing the benefits. It improves muscle support for strength and recovery, stronger collagen, healthier coats and bones, uh, maximizes performance with cell regeneration and increases focus and more response. How does it do that? It does that by promoting the things that make your horse healthy. John Dowdy and his gang are great guys. I would love if, if you see them out somewhere, I know for a fact they'd love if you came and introduced yourself. The 30-day challenge where you get to take pictures of before and after, that's important so that you can see the results. So check them out, teamaquinity.com. So here's, I want to set this up a little bit. I've heard the name Jordan Allen before. It's always been like a respected name, doing a good job. But I really, to be honest, I couldn't have picked you out of a crowd last right. week. Yeah. And there's there are a few people in this in this sport that are that way. Respected people, but maybe for whatever reason in the shadows. Does that yeah. does that yeah, make sense? Sure. Do you feel that? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, I was doing this before this was a thing. You know, I mean, I've been training horses and doing this for turdies and and what when I worked for JD for you know, I mean, that was ten years ago now. Or no, that was 12 years ago. Yeah, now, so this isn't a know? brand new thing. So it's not a new thing, and I mean, you know. How old are you now? I am 39 years old. You bet. Yep. So, you know, and just got to grind it out and do the best you can with what you have to work with as well. And I've always, I'm not a big social media guy. You know, I, I've always been, I, I, I'm old school, you know, I like to, I think you need to be recognized for what you do in the arena, not what you put on everywhere, on social media and all that. And I, I, I need to probably be better at that. I'll say that. Honestly, I, I had this conversation with Jessica way later yeah. yesterday. I love doing this podcast. Yeah. I really do enjoy it. It's, it's a podcast that I would listen to, yeah, right? sure. And it's like the next step. Everybody's like social media this, social media mm -hmm. that, grow a following, and like the podcast has exploded. It's doing oh, yeah. great. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have that desire to be – with what I did in a previous life, I know what it's like to be a recognizable figure, and it okay. doesn't appeal to me, right? Okay. And so it is a weird balance because everybody's kind of like, well, if you're going to be a real horse trainer, you know, yeah. you better get out there and be on this website yeah. or that. Or like, it's, I would almost rather be held back mm -hmm. and pursue substance. Sure. Yeah. Than, oh, than the recognition. And that's, but I guess what I'm saying is in a different business, I can understand that too. Yeah. I, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. So, you know, the rubber just has to meet the road somewhere, you know, so you can sell yourself an apple and it's still just an apple you know is mean? there anything worse than over promising and then you nod your head and your horse is a dink and everybody's like that guy there's not much worse than that and that's that's, that's, that's like the feeling. peak of embarrassing to it, me it's hard i want to be the i would love to be the opposite i would love to be the guy that people are like oh hey that's that horse actually worked pretty good yeah like surprise people doing yeah. well instead of surprising yeah. them by being terrible yeah yep so you started you said you didn't have a background in it not at all i mean we lived in the city when i was growing up we had to board our horses, or I, when I was eight years old, my parents bought me my first horse, and we had to board it at a boarding facility outside of town. And, what town? Uh, Reno, Nevada. Yep. And uh, 
they roped there. I always roped the dummy and stuff. I mean, I loved horses and roping, and since you know, I was the kid carrying the rope around. When I was, well, we know, go back to that because obviously, handy with the rope now. Who's yeah. the one that like the basic fundamental swinging a rope? Where'd that start? Oh uh, man, so there's a guy, Russell Funk is his name. He's in Yarrington, Nevada now, and he he I, he was. And I was in high school. I helped him clean stalls and do stuff like that. And he taught me the main fundamentals of roping. And I went to a couple of Ricky Green schools, you know, and that was just kind of went from there, you know. Just an interest you had kind of on your own. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I just, man, always loved it. That's always what I wanted to do. And just didn't didn't know me, you know, until I was in high school or whatnot. I didn't know that it was ever even a possibility to be able to do it. I just always thought it would be something that I would just wanted to do my whole life maybe i could do it so, when i grew up i have to think there's some kid listening to this and he's in that situation feeling yeah. exactly like yeah. you're saying right there so after high school so let's say let's say little billy he graduates high school just mm-hmm. eat up with it loves it would do anything where does a kid even start hey you just got to find an arena somewhere and start working the shoots for people you know i mean just go don't you know I, i've had it i had a kid show up here the other day wanted to wanted to learn how you know start getting some help and i said man that's fine just Get in there and work the shoot. When you get done working the shoot all day, then we'll do a little bit. He showed up one day. Right. Never showed up again. Is there a fear maybe that this industry is going to have a shortage of horse trainers? Because everybody I talk to that's making a living doing this started by cleaning stalls, started at the bottom. And it's like my generation, I sound old saying that, but like my generation, that was just expected. Yeah. And it's like now, I I don't know what the contributor is, but it's like everybody wants to skip the line. Yeah. There's not just a ton of kids that are like, I'll clean stalls, I'll work shoots for five minutes of instruction because that five minutes is going to be a huge step forward. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't see a mass amount of those kinds of kids right now. Right, yeah. They got to be out there. They got to exist. I'm sure they are. But I think think what that does is it leaves the opportunities more open. Yeah. Because if a kid showed up at your house tomorrow, I was like, I'll be here every single day. At some point, you're going to get tired of babysitting and be like, okay, we can at least make you useful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And I mean, mean, shoot, I love helping people. I mean, that's one thing that I think that putting putting things back into the industry or other people or sharing knowledge with young people or whatever is something that's very important and I mean be happy to do that but you just sometimes you got to be able to put your nose down and go you know don't yeah. don't look back just do it and and don't it's gonna suck yeah I mean I've done things that I don't <laughs> you know I mean there's a lot well, it's of gonna stuff. suck no matter what it, whether you mm-hmm. whether you do this or something else somebody's like I don't want to do that for the horse business that's fine you're yeah. gonna get to do it somewhere else yeah. like life is going to include that season of just yep. being the bottom rung so why it not is. pick an industry you yeah. want to be in and would, start there yeah so no you doubt. graduate high school then what yeah, I went to college for a couple of years in UNLV. Um, what was that like as a college? Kid? Man, it you know. It uh, let me say great. this: if my yeah. little boy tells me like, "Dad, I'm going to college," I'm like, yeah. "All right, great." In Las Vegas, I'm like, "Not a chance." <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So I was all growing up all through high school and stuff. I didn't rope just a ton. I mean, I high school rodeoed and roped in the summers and stuff, but I didn't have a, really a spot to go rope until maybe my last year in high school. I got to practice quite a bit. I just kind of went to the rodeos, you know, and. Uh, that was when I went to college is when I got to really rope a lot, a lot, a lot. And I, that took over priority before my classes did for sure, you know. And, uh, hell, I went on, and that's kind of where I where I started going down to Arizona and jackpotting down there and met what a lot year, of people. What year did you start going to Arizona? Man, that would have been 2002. So there was probably. nothing there. Yeah, no. Rincon Road, Beavers at Rincon Road, and then Dynamite, right? Yeah, yeah Dynamite was there, yep, yep. And so there was, what was the draw for Arizona then? If there's only two arenas, that doesn't seem like hugely appealing. Well, no, there was quite a bit. They had those U.S. ropings down there at Westworld and at okay. San Carlos, man. Those were huge. I mean, yeah. you could go 
you know, they'd go till two, three in the morning. You know, those ropings were huge back then. I mean, two, three hundred teams. And weather's rope. good. And yeah, weather's good. And you just go down there and get to meet people and just kind of snowballed from there, you know. Okay. So then after college. Yeah, after college, I went. The, were you thinking Were you thinking this is the career you're headed towards? Like in your mind, is this is this where you're at now? Is this where it was always headed? Or did you think you're going to yeah, have to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, maybe not as specific as it is, but I always wanted to, to rope. You know, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I, I've never told myself, man, I want to show horses. That's what I want to do. It's just always kind of taken me that way. It, yeah, yeah. It's always been a part of it. And it's, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a great deal. It's, I, I love it. It's what I enjoy. It's, it's definitely my passion. Did it um, ever feel like it was so far out in the future it's hard to even imagine it working? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when I was first starting out, hell, I'd just jerk their head out of the way and threw my rope. You know, I didn't know what a lead was. I didn't right. know what kind of bridle to use. I didn't know anything. I know people you know? who have thrown papers away. Yeah. On their horses because they just did not care. Yeah. Like turn a horse into a great horse <laughs> yeah. because it was just a, a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. It was not a, a tool. It was just a vehicle. Yeah. And oh, I think absolutely. I think that was actually kind of normal, crazy enough. I think that was kind of the standard in team roping for until oh, yeah, 10 until, years ago. Yeah, probably. You're, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. So where did it start in your mind? Where did it start to take shape of like, wait a minute? I think this is this is actually real. Um. Yeah. You know, just kind of started buying some horses and making them and selling them and you you, you just kind of get you start out with nothing you make it a little bit better sell it and you just kind of keep climbing up that ladder of horse flesh and you know you next thing you know you got a really nice one that somebody wants to ride somewhere yeah. and uh man you're like man you know maybe i really can do this you know do you just, remember your first big sale like the and i don't even mean big compared mm -hmm. to now i just yeah. mean at the time like because everybody, you know, everybody says life-changing money. Well, that means different things to different people. Yeah. I remember selling a horse one time for $6,500. Yeah. And is not, I know that's not a lot, but at the yeah. time I needed it. Yeah. And I built that horse up and mm -hmm. like it was worth something. Oh, yeah. That, to me, at the moment, was life-changing money. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. You know, I mean, not a specific moment, no, but just a lot of small moments that have, that have went, you know that you can think back horses, you know, horses I trained when I worked for JD that he won the world on there that year or we're skipping or, ahead. Wait, 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 we're skipping ahead. Hold on. I want to go back. Okay. So graduate college. Yeah. Going to do what? Man, I just started roping. I mean, that was all I did. I, I went to work for, I, I didn't graduate college. I'll be honest with you. I, when you finished college. Yeah. <laughs> I did not graduate college. I uh, went to college for a while and then just started roping and man, I, that's all I want to do was rope and get better and ride horses and, you know, do what I could to improve myself as a team roper. So you know, where'd you go? What was that's the next I, so from there I went to work for Jason Hershberger. He was the first shout out Jason horse trainer yeah. that I worked for, and I don't remember when that was. it'd be. You know, probably two thousand four or five, something like that. And you know, to, to Jason's credit, his boys rope really. They do. Good. They rope very well. It I speaks know. really highly yeah. of his mm -hmm. level of yep. of instruction. That his boys are good people. Yeah, they're good kids. They yep. rope good. That's a a young guy wanting to maybe kind of like dip his toe in it. That's yeah. not a bad guy to start with. Oh no, he 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 he's there's not much the guy can't do. Yeah, I mean he does cow horse cuts. I mean he does it all, and uh, man, he he knows a lot about him. He 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 knows what a good one is, you know, um, and just man. I mean, like when I say I know, when I went to work for him, I knew nothing. I'm telling you, I knew nothing. Like, Pretty eye opening. I could catch. There. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I could catch, but I couldn't. As far as, you know, what lead I was on, what bridle to use, what, you know, what to do, anything, right. just straight up, just be quiet and catch. That's all. Was I there an embarrassing moment in there? Like, do you remember a time where you're like, 
You're, you, I'm put, sure there was. I can't put my finger on it right now, but I, I'm just sure there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of them. Yeah. What's that? What's Jason like to work for? Man, he was great. We we you know we worked hard, um, had fun. It, it was really good. I, I, his family's great. His dad was great to me. You know. Um, They're still living down there, like in Surprise. Mm -hmm. They or, live right by the Cardinal Stadium. His dad. Yeah, Glendale somewhere. In that right there. Yeah. 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 And uh, man, it was it was just all around good. Not a not a. I learned a ton, got to, you know, took my roping from where it was to the next level. Did you see your roping improve with horsemanship? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's so much easier when you, when your horsemanship gets better, your mechanics of your rope work better. You know, it, it makes it so much, yeah. you know, a good horse makes you catch so much better. Well, and I think if a guy doesn't have the ability to make that, yeah, the investment is to go buy it. Sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when I when I quit roping calves and started team roping, mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't know what it felt like. Right. I, I knew that. Mm -hmm. I'd ro I mean, I've team roped, but yeah. it was like it was like a second event, right? Mm -hmm. Borrow horses and just go yeah. reach in college. Yeah. Sure. But um, I bought a horse that was actually 25 years old named Blowfish. <laughs> that was, I mean, ancient. Would run over people. Oh, Jordan, yeah. when I tell you, I would bump into people. They would look back like they just got run over by a flag girl, and yeah. he would hit the rails and would just bounce and and but. He was runner-up for Horse of the Year one year. Like yeah. five guys had made the finals on him. Yeah. And I knew if I could feel it, yeah. I could recreate it. Mm -hmm. Like if I knew what that felt like. Well, it turns out what I did is I bought an old-style head horse. So for a while right. I spent time like creating old-style head horses. But I can't tell you what a benefit that was to me to have one that showed me how it feels. So the rest of the horses I ride now, I've got a standard. I, I wish I, I wish I could explain that to people how important it is. If you don't know, go buy one. No, you're. you're I was going to say something about that. Every, I mean, when you like the people that I've worked for, always, you know, once you're there long enough, they need to let you ride the good one. Yeah. Not every day, or but just run a few steers on it, so you know what it feels like. Yeah. So hey, that's what it feels like. That needs to be your goal. And adjust your standards. Yeah. That's yep. what that that's you. You need to feel this, and even just for example, for example, teaching somebody how to stop a horse. You're not going to teach somebody to stop a horse on a horse that doesn't stop. They have to ride something that can stop to feel right. the body parts and feel the movement and how to make the horse do that. It's almost you taught, know. not taught. Yeah, exactly. You yep. experience it before yep. you learn it. Exactly. Yeah. So how long were you at Jason's? Uh, three years, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then we were there. Uh, and I went from there. Uh, I went, Rand Adams had that place there in Dublin, the Millionaire Ranch. Is it still with them? Do they still own it? No, they do not. No, they sold it, and he moved back to Logandale. But, uh, Who owns the Millionaire now? I think that Pepe, that guy down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 since I've moved back down here, I haven't been down there yet. They used to put some ropings on, but I haven't haven't been back down there yet. But I worked for him, and I was actually working for him when he won the, his world championship that year. I got you. Riding. Yep. Diesel. Yep. Yep. Do you, you ever get to ride I diesel? Did. Yep, I did. Yep. How much did that change your perspective on hill horses? Man, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, one of the, one, definitely one of the best horses I've ever rode still to this day. Have you been able to recreate that in anything? Not really. Is that um, something they're kind of born with, honestly? Yeah. I, I really think that heel horses especially, either they are or they aren't. You can right. make them a little bit better or not, but you can't. If a good, good heel horse just has natural timing. And you can't train that. They're just timed with the cattle yep. on their they own. Just, they just have natural timing, the way they move their feet, the way they travel, their, their natural collection. You know, they just, and some horses you'd think would be great heel horses and aren't, and some horses you wouldn't. I mean, that horse, Diesel, was a big horse. I mean, He's a head he horse. He looked like a head horse all day long, but, man, he was awesome. I mean, awesome. So does that... 
I am sure by now you've heard me talk about unbeatable feeds. It's a beet pulp pellet produced by a company that produces 70% of the beet pulp sugar in the U.S. The byproduct is the feed that we're feeding to our horses and cattle. The benefits are unreal. But you can check them out at unbeatablefeeds.com. They're they're available at Tractor Supply. You can get them at Tractor Supply. If you go into Tractor Supply and they don't have it, they can order it. They can put you on a waiting list and have it shipped to them. Um, But to me, the most remarkable part of this company for all the benefits that we're seeing in our animals are the people standing behind it. Brian Edwardson and his team, Jason Stewart, the people they've got standing behind this company are stand-up people. Brian is absolutely a game changer in our industry. He used to study commodities for big agricultural companies, and he's bringing all of that to the Western industry. We are all better for having him on our side. So uh, check him out, unbeatablefeeds.com. We live in one of the hottest real estate markets in the Western industry here in Wickenburg. It can be confusing. I know the people from out of town go, okay, where does everything happen? What's in the middle of things? What's the dark side of the moon? Let me tell you, Erin Freeman, she's not only a friend, she is an absolute professional in the real estate industry. You can find her at Erin Freeman Properties on Facebook. You can check her out at erinfreeman.realtor on Instagram and TikTok. Here's what I like about Erin. She is from a team roping family. She understands that when you call and say you're looking for arena, you don't mean a riding pin. When you say I'm looking for something with stalls, it doesn't mean four panels chained together. She understands the industry, but she also understands the, the, the lifestyle. One of the things I'll say about Erin, like I said, not only is she great, I don't know if she'd want me saying this, she also kind of keeps her finger on the rental industry too. So if you're looking for a rental, maybe not officially, but I can tell you she knows where it's at. She's also brutally honest. She will tell you exactly what's happening in the industry. If you're too high, if you're too low, if what you're looking for is achievable, if she has in her inventory what you're looking for, you will get an honest assessment from somebody who not only understands what you're looking for, but where to find it. Check her out, Aaron Freeman. You guys, times are changing. We have got technology available to you. When you get to Arizona, you can find your roping. You can find the date, you can find the location, you can even search the website by what jackpot number team roping you're looking for. Ropingcalendar.com. It is a subscription base. You go, well, so is the magazine, dude. Like you can buy a magazine or you can buy the website. So it's not like there's a free option anymore. Ropingcalendar.com, the difference being, you can look for only what you wanna find instead of looking through all the other ads that you didn't wanna find. So if you think about it, if your time's worth anything, we're paying you back. So check it out, ropingcalendar.com. You wouldn't. I mean, that horse, Diesel, was a big horse. I mean, he was a head horse. He looked like a head horse all day long, but, man, he was awesome. I mean, awesome. So does that is that encouraging to ride a horse like that, or is that discouraging? Because it could go either way. You could either go, oh, this is what it is, now I know what I'm going for, or, man, I'm so far behind. Oh, what? no, it's encouraging for sure, but you gotta, you've got to be realistic about what you've got. You know, I mean, I've got – a lot of good horses standing around here. I don't know that I've got anything like that, but there's a couple I, I hope maybe will be something like that, you know? Yeah. And also you got to realize there's an ass for every seat, you know, not everybody That's right. would like that. Not everybody needs that, you know? Um, How much is the Arizona boom? And I see it from Arizona because that's where I'm from, right? Yeah. But it has just exploded. And with it, there's a place for every horse now. Yeah. There you is, got one yeah. that's a little under ambitious. Mm-hmm. There is a roping for a horse that is under ambitious. Oh, yeah, no, and it's it's it actually... <laughs> makes those horses worth more because, you know, the, the safety and the ease of them is what a lot of people need. And yeah. so maybe, you you know, some of these high-powered horses, you know, you may have to keep that horse for three or four years to get him finished to where somebody can take him down the road at the open level, right. you know, or, or even longer, whereas something that's just kind of a little less horse goes faster. can go, you know, you can kind of get him going. Somebody that's not as, as savvy can go take him to the lower number of opens and just enjoy him. Right. You know? And so go to Randon's for how long? 
there for about three years too. Yep. He compare was, compare how uh, like from Jason to Randon. Man, it, you know Jason was a little bit. You know Jason was always outside horses of other people's. Randon right. owned all the horses that we rode. Right. And so it was a little bit more, you know, in the long run type of deal. And so, and they had. A, I was around when I was there. He had. Uh, transmission, the horse that yep. uh, Driggers has been riding recently, run. yeah. And Rooster, Did Driggers buy that horse? I don't think so. I don't. Th- I'm just not sure. Him. I think he was just riding. Yeah, Clint Summers. Um, and then the other little stud that the uh, Patrick Smith has. Mm-hmm. Those horses were three year olds when I was there. And, really, I mean, man, same deal. There was a whole. There was ten or twelve of them horses that were bred like that in the same year and all that. I mean, those there was quite a few good ones. Did you ride but, those horses as three year olds? I rode them I rode them some, yeah. There was there was there was quite a few people riding horses there. And so I rode I damn I rode the transmission horse quite a bit. I didn't Did you have the, a sense that, that horse was gonna go on to be what he became? Oh, it was those those two horses, when they were three year olds, they were probably as good as they are now. Really? I mean they were just that awesome. Yeah, both of them. You just knew right off. Yeah, it was just no brainer. You know? And what because it seems like right now there's this conversation about breeding rope horses for the yeah. first time that I can remember. Yeah. Was that, did you feel like Randon was doing that then or was he trying to create? No, he was. Yeah. He, he was, cause there was a bunch of those kind of run there. He had, so I don't remember exactly how many there were, but there was a, you know, all the, they bred, it was the horses. He's the son of a dun or something. Mm-hmm. Was that, it was a sire to those two horses. And they they bred most of them to that. The group of mares they had, half of them were from the cutting facility and half of them were some race mares. Well, know? it's crazy if they're out of the same study because transmission and rooster really couldn't be that much different. No, they're, that transmission's huge. I mean, that's a yeah. big head yeah. horse, long, yeah. leggy, running sucker, and then yeah. Patrick's horse is little and yeah. short. And yep, yep. And I don't know what kind of mare that transmission out of, but I know that rooster's out of a really good cowbred mare. I do know that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think back then it was a great thing, and I think it would still be, I don't know, you know, what they've done since, but I think, you, you know, there's, I don't know a whole lot about breeding horses, but I think that you just, you know, there's, you can breed a great horse to a great horse and get a nothing, you know, yeah, and you can right. breed nothing to nothing and get a great horse. I don't know well, when you, I, you hope for it to be It's for sure not, close. it's a, for sure not an exact science, yeah. obviously, but it's like a, it's a statistical numbers game, right? Like yeah. your chances are better. Yeah. Oh, I think that's what people yeah. are going yeah. for. So with yeah. what you're doing now, and I want to get back because uh-huh. I want to go Randon from Randon. You went to JD. JD. I want to mm-hmm. before we get to JD. Okay. Is that where you started paying attention? Was Randon's where you started paying attention to bloodlines, the kind of horses that you liked versus the style that you liked? Or yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I paid attention there at Jason's quite a bit, but you know, when you're riding horses for the public, you don't get to choose what you ride. No, that's you right. Ride what people send to you. Right. You know, and uh, I always, I mean, I paid attention to it. You know, definitely when I started at Jason's, I I can remember reading the quarter horse journal you know and i at jason's he had them all there in his office and i knew nothing about it at all and i just would read those magazines and kind of pay attention and every once in a while you might see a video somewhere of some horse that had won something and just kind of try to do the best you can to start learning that stuff so uh, not to make it too specific about which stud i don't mean that mm-hmm. but is there a style because pe- i mean people think cutting horse rain horse race horse mm-hmm. rain cow horse right but within the cutting horse world, like for mm-hmm. instance, Hyde's little pep. I've had mm-hmm. a couple of Hyde's little pep horses, and they're all front endy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone I've ever rode's front endy yeah. as a cutting horse. That's great because yeah. they're going to get stopped. They're going to get mm-hmm. turned around. Yeah, man, it's hard. That's a hard style yeah. to overcome when you're mm-hmm. trying to teach one to do it on their butt, and they are just naturally geared towards front end. So even within, and that's not a knock on him. I don't. I don't mean that at all. I just the ones yeah. I've had. That's how they've been. Did do you, is do you have a style of horse within the cow horse that you trend towards? 
Oh, sure. I mean, it's all about the stride. I mean, you can just, I, I can go, I'm going to go look at a horse this afternoon. And it's three-year-old. I'll be able to watch this horse lope two circles and tell you if I'm even interested at all because what you can stride, just see what does a stride look like. Man, Obviously, it's a vision thing. Really, I get it. Yeah, I mean, or is it? Oh, wait, is this a trick of the trade where you're like, yeah, no, no, it's not at all. I mean, yeah, there's no secret to it. I mean, I, I, you can just watch that horse travel. I kind of like a horse with a little bit more front knee movement. You know, they come not come up, but they their their front legs. Yep, accentuate yep. a little bit more yep. because that really, as a healer, let gives you a little bit more time to put your rope down. Yeah. You know, when they're when they're pedaling with their front feet and they're moving their front feet like that. A yeah. horse that's real straight in the front feet and peggy, it just cuts everything short. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't give you as way. It's just not as forgiving. Right. And I mean, you know, we could get into the what, mechanics of healing if we wanted. Well, to. Well, but what kinds of horses know? right now when you're looking? What's the yeah. what's the one that keeps coming up? Um, you know, all the, the Pepto, the Woody Be Tough, I mean, anything, uh, you know, just a horse that travels good. Yeah. You know, I mean, a horse that's up in the front end, shoulders are up, and not necessarily, I used to like a little higher-headed horse, I'm getting less and less, you know, that way, I'm getting them a little bit leveler, but, you know, there's just, there's just something about the way that they travel that you can say, man, okay, that is, that is, just that's, it. that horse has what I need right there. Yep. You know, and you can say, well, that horse is okay. You know, I could probably deal with it, you know, or man, that's going to be something I'm really going to have to, to so struggle the, with the whole time. How the JDH thing happened? I got, I got 10 questions about the JDH season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually I, when I was working for Jason, we went to a horse show in central point, Oregon. And, uh, Jay Wadhams was right there. Down the road. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> it was a way. Uh, and Jay Wadhams was there helping Les Oswald. Okay. And uh, Jason and Les were buddies. And they got me and Jay ended up splitting a room, you know, as we were staying there for that week for that horse show. And I got to know Jay there. And um, I was at Jason's and kind of, you know, ready to make the next step after that. Sure. Or no, I was at, I was at Randon's. Sorry, I was at Randon's. And uh, I called Jay. And I said, hey, man, you know, I'm kind of starting to look for something else. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll ask around. And I didn't really know J.D. at the time. I, we, I'd met him a couple times, but I didn't seen him at some of the horse shows and stuff, but I didn't really know him. And uh, I called, all right, so Jay said, well, he has somebody right now, but he didn't know. And something went on there, and uh, J.D. called me. And he said, well, you know, are you heard your answer to come and, you know, look for some, you know, look for and take the next step. And I said, yeah. And I said, Okay, and so uh, we talked for a while, and he said, well, yeah, just let me know. And I said, well, I'm actually supposed to fly to another place to get an interview, you know, right now. And uh, he said, well, that's fine if you want to do that. Who was I, that? Do you remember? Do you talk about I was that? Jay Holmes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they were going to fly me down there and uh, interview down there, and J.D. just— You don't really pass people up. If J.D. No. If JD yeah. says, like, you got a yeah. hole— yeah, you got it. That's got to be a consideration. It was, yeah, and I and I ended up not flying down there because I just knew, man, I know JD's gonna gonna get me to where I I want to go, and I dove in and went and was. What was it like when you got there? Like, is it an intimidating? Because at the time, oh yeah, at the time when JD Yates <laughs> walks in, angels start singing, and he's yeah, like the yeah. man of the quarter horse deal. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I think it's moved. I think he would even say this. It's maybe moved away from him being at the top of the heap a little. Yeah. Not no disrespect to him whatsoever. I think he's still the man at the quarter horse shows. Yeah. But with the charity deal, there's new guys coming up. It has right. it has at least diluted a little bit. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't diluted. At oh all. yeah. He no, was the was, guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And man, it was it was very intimidating. You know, you didn't know. 
I, hell, I, for the first year maybe, I put boots on horses and warmed them up. And when I when he said rope some steers on this horse, I would rope steers on that horse. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, here you go. You, got you weren't it. a partner. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I was <laughs> definitely the help, you know. We weren't just lope them. I mean, we we just lope those suckers, you know. A lot, a lot of days, oh, there's 12 horses in that barn. Just go lope them all, you know. Yes, sir. And I'd do that, yes, sir, and then he'd be gone or whatever, and then come back. And he, he always made plenty of time for me to help me do what I needed to do. But, you know, it wasn't – there was definitely some times in there where I'm like, gosh, dang, I mean, I, I know I'm not anybody, but I feel like I sh- – should be doing more than I'm doing right now. Nobody but. wants to get overlooked. No. Right? No. You know, no. nobody wants to feel like that they're going to do all this, and at the end, it's, yeah. like, discarded. Right, yeah. And, like, when the guy gets nervous, then you start looking for it. Nobody, yeah. I mean, nobody ought to look to be offended ever, period. No. You just no. shouldn't be offended ever. Yeah. But it's hard not to, and it feels like, hey, I've been putting it on the line. Like, yeah. at some point, I would like to feel like yeah. that's pouring into something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, man, he always did a great job with that. We he, hell, he There was quite a few horses that he owned that kind of were projects for that him and I worked on together and I got to show him and he owned them, you know, but he could, he could, cause, and we did good on those. I mean, we won a lot on some of those horses and he, he always, you know, because a lot of, you know, the outside horses are for him to show people, send them to him. They don't send them to him for his help to ride. And so he would, he would ride those. And then he, you know, always, you know, when a good horse come up, he would buy it. And oh yeah, Jordan, you ride that one, you know? So I got to ride some really good ones when, when in those deals too. So what was the thing? that stood out to you that caught like I, was there a moment where you're like oh that's why he's jd yeah. that's why oh like, for sure yeah do um, you remember any of them specifically yeah just his timing you know he he's it's styles are changing now but at the you know i mean he's so so good and especially on a head horse at the time man you he could get on a head horse that would just run past the cow for somebody else and in three steers and a hack more he'd have this sucker just soft as butter getting on his ass and really? just flowing across there yeah and it's just he just would know when to when to touch him and when not to when touch to him. and when not get to, out yeah. of the way use your rope you know and then come back to the saddle and then you know yeah if they don't come back to you then you got to get them back to you somehow right. you know but it's very clear watching him and watching his horses run at least score and run too when you I mean, watch that enough yeah there's almost no way to not almost by like osmosis pick yeah, up some exactly. of that yep. it's gonna leak in even if you're not being told what he's doing yeah, yeah you watch somebody it. enough you're gonna yeah, start right. to pick yeah, up you, on will, it. you will you see a horse just progress at such a i mean clearly progressing yeah. very blatantly man that looks awesome that's badass you know it's it's you just learn maybe maybe you know there's a few things you might want to do a little bit differently but the end goal's there so just leave that alone yeah you know let it let it be and man he has such good Score so good and they run right now. Yeah, they don't ease and then get to running. They how run. do you how do you get that out of one? How do you get one to go from stop to running? Man, he just run. You know, let them out there and run steers that run a little bit and don't don't ever get don't don't do it a lot. Just kind of ease them. You know, very very smooth and very easy. And then when you want to go ahead and call on them. And his big deal was not to kick them. They got to go want to chase the steer. You have to drop you and if they're not running, whip them. Because if you are gonna, if you're running to the to the steer, and you need to, and you're getting out running, you you're kicking your horse, you're kicking the air out of your horse. Well, it's like running across. Down. It's like running yeah. across a, a, a track. Yeah, and somebody poking you in the ribs. Yes, exactly. And you're trying yeah. to run and yeah. hit, hit. Yeah. like I, the logic of that makes sense that yeah. you can't kick one yeah. to run. Yeah, get 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 see your start. No matter what it is, if it's horn around, if it's tail out the end of the gate, pick your start that you want to see. See it and. 
get you know let your horse get there without you know and if he ain't getting there whip his ass and make him run up there yeah you know? and then let him level off and take a few swings you know but don't don't make that horse depend on you to send him to that spot right. he needs to go to that spot on his own well and it, it almost feels like with the head horses that i've rode if you let them find it mm-hmm. you know there's some that find it fast oh, you know, yeah. i rode a i rode a dash to fame bread guy's pocket corn just barrel horse barrel mm-hmm. horse barrel horse and he kind of loped, loped, mm-hmm. loped. And it was like one day we just yeah. got on him and he got tired of loping clear to the end of the arena. Mm-hmm. And he was running a lot. Mm-hmm. I, but conversely, it feels like anytime I've tried to make one run, mm-hmm. that's where if, if no, you're going to yeah. blow one up, that's where you're going to blow they up. They got to figure it out a yep. little bit. Yep. I say that and then I go over to the fraternity the other day and they're roping stronger cattle yep. and longer score. And my, you know, the four year old I was riding, it's the first place he'd ever been. Mm-hmm. Yep. He did just kind of throw his head up and panic on the first one. Yep. Came back good on the second, yep. third one. But generally i feel like i've had more success letting them find it yeah absolutely yeah you don't want to i mean a horse can't can either can run or they can't always run below their top speed yeah, they can yeah. never run above it yeah, like, yeah whatever yeah, they got yeah, that's kind of just the just the thing either they can run or they can't so i, I don't know when did you get married did you get married somewhere in there no, that was after, uh, after. So you were single the whole time at JV's. Yep. Oh, Is that yeah. a rule? You have to be single. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, don't. no women allowed. I don't know how you could could do that without being single. We'll That's say right. That. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's 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 very. We don't want to bring somebody into a situation and have zero time for them. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yep. hey, let's get married and never see. It'd be like a military yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're there for how long? Uh, six years. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was there was, ever a fear? Because six years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a fear that you're going to be like, man, I'm going to be the, the helper forever? Like, this is my life. I'm just going to forever be the the guy that's kind of the. Man, the maybe one-off. a little bit, but he he was always, you know, when, once we were, the, once I was there for three years or something, you know, he'd always let me do like what I want. If I wanted to go rodeo, I could go rodeo. If I wanted to go jackpot, I could go That's jackpot. Where it I, I could have things going for myself other than, I mean, I had to be there yeah. and had to, we had to do the job there. But when, you know, cause he would go rodeo and go do this and go do that. And, and I didn't Well, know, and he's got a little golden haired boy running around there doing the same thing. Yeah, he's yeah. getting to watch the progression with yeah, him too. Exactly. But that's, yeah. you can't ask for somebody to come in and be great. Yeah. With no outlet for them to go, right. yeah, you know, put exactly. I, yeah. he The guy's got to understand that. Yeah, and he's always very good about that, man. He was never, never wanting to hold anybody back at all. Always good with, you know. Was it like people. dinner in the house and the whole deal? Oh, uh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there, we, 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 what's we that like? What's that like when you're just sitting there eating dinner? Like, is there ever a point where, like I said, I'm, I'm 40 years old. So I remember back when yeah. the name JD Yates, and it still is, that's not diminishing oh, yeah. any of what it is now, but like, yeah. Was there a time you're sitting there at dinner and you're like, man, I'm sitting here eating dinner with a guy that the world would love to eat dinner. Oh, yeah. He would no be doubt. on the list. Like the question, yeah. that, like the yeah. what three people at dinner. Sure, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are people that that'd be, he'd be on their list. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, you, you kind of have to humble yourself a little bit and and just go back to, man, you know, I, I really, I'm nobody. I'm here to learn and I need to soak up every bit that I can. And it, it's learning how to, how to deal with the customers, learning how to deal with you know, people you're buying and selling horses for and from, and just just all of just it, the man. Business you just of it. need to be a sponge all the time. You know, and it, it's, you ever get in trouble like working for any of those guys, Jason, Randon, JD? Because as a, I, it's hard for me to feel like I'm in trouble. Do, it, it, here's why. Yeah, I'm kind of a people pleaser. Yeah, I really do sure. try to do a good job. Oh, yeah. So when I feel like in the past, if I felt like I'm ever in trouble with somebody, I don't like it. I, yeah. I mean, it feels demeaning, oh, yeah, it feels demeaning sure. yeah. right? Well, there's, I mean, no matter where who you're working for or where you work for, there's going to be controversies, you know, and you just got to really, at the end of the day, 
How are you at taking an ass chewing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I've had you it. Take them. Oh, yeah, I've had it plenty, plenty. Yeah. Just man, worth it more to just sit there and take it for a minute and not overreact. Absolutely. The worst thing when the worst, and I've seen people make excuses, you know, just shut up, take your ass chewing and move on. That's right. all, all you need to do. You right. know, if, if you have an excuse and, and a poor me story and it really doesn't matter. Right. Because somebody You're not going to get out of trouble yeah. with it. It's not like you're going to give somebody an excuse and the guy's like, oh, well, then never yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, sir. I'm sorry. You know, that's even if they're wrong or you're wrong, or it doesn't matter because you just need to, to, if somebody feels that strongly about it that they need to chew your ass, right. you know, it obviously somehow some, something got off the track somewhere, right. you know, and you just need to figure out how to get it back on the tracks. Right. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter how, how you just have to get whatever it is back on track. Has that shaped how you deal with your hired guys now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to, hard to, to convey that sometimes, but man, you know, you got to, the line's the line and that's what needs done. That's what needs done. Do you let you stuff know? eat on you until it's like a big explosion or do you try to mention it? No, I try to keep it all out there all the time. You know, I mean, the, the worst thing you and no matter if it's a horse or somebody's roping or, or they show up late or whatever, like, you don't want to let it build up, you know? Yeah. You know what, you know, you gotta, I feel like if you, if you hold it in, you let it get, get that far, then that's when it's, it gets unhealthy. You know? <laughs> Somebody quits yeah. that day. Yeah. yeah. You don't want them, you don't want them to, to, you know, feel discouraged and feel, feel beat. You know, you just yeah. gotta, I mean, we're training horses here. We're not saving lives, you know? Yeah. We're not <laughs> building a rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there, yeah. this is maybe kind of a bizarre question, but does that, does that ever bug you? Like what, what you do for a living? I was at the charity the other day and I'm like, I try not to think this way and I can't help it. But sure. like, we are all here spending all this money mm-hmm. To try to get horses to do the exact same pattern. Like if mm-hmm. I came over here from China mm-hmm. and tried to explain why what we do matters, does mm-hmm. it ever bug you that it's like, man, this is kind of a stupid job? <laughs> um, a little. Not that but, it's not. I'm not against it at right, all. Yeah. But I have to like shut that down because in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm like, man, we're not really changing the world doing this. I love it. It's where I feel oh, home. Yeah. It's where my yeah, community absolutely. is and stuff like it's, that. It's it's what I'm going to do no matter what. And you know, it doesn't really bother me that it's not going to change the world, but it, it's it's really when you see somebody take something that you've made or worked with or whatever, and and uh, they do well on it, man. That that really that's that's kind of what you're after. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I the other day I sold a head horse to a guy in Montana, and uh, he sent me a text. So they won buckle on the first rope he went to. You bet. Yeah. And man, you're just like, well, I'm glad that that's great. You know, I'm, I really that was best case scenario. You the story because you, you never know. The story everybody knows because most recent is lightning when the horse yeah. threw on the gray horse. Mm-hmm. Cool as that is, that is not the coolest. The coolest yeah. is I sold a six year old to Jerry Hicks, a, a yellow horse. Yeah, and I think he won seventy five thousand on him the first year just yeah. at the eights and nines, and he would send me mm-hmm. pictures of the checks. Yeah. Like I remember, I would tear up. Oh yeah, because that horse just took his rope into yeah. another level, and yeah. I sold him. That horse was good, but he was mm-hmm. six. Yeah. And, it's, and and Jerry's a buddy, and there were times. Like, I kind of worried about it because I'm like, man, you're selling a green horse to a mm-hmm. guy that he's got oh, a career yeah. over here. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't his job. This is his hobby. And, like, you better freaking do it. You know, you're giving yeah. him, like, a pep talk as yeah. he leaves the barn. Like, do not screw <laughs> this up for us. Yeah. But he had good years for three or four years after that on the horse. Still yeah. rides him. And, like, yeah. that is, that's meaningful because you're yeah. actually increasing the quality of someone's life. Exactly. You're not changing right. the world, but you made that guy's life better. Well, and you can make make money. That's the whole point, you know, is yeah. if they, they can buy that horse from you and pay for it in the first year or two, man, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's Brenton Hall point. sends a, a yeah. video the other day. Second rodeo takes a horse, too, that he just bought was Whitney, and they're 3-7 on him. Yeah. 
Is it really going to change Burton's life? No, no, probably not. But at least yeah. he's not embarrassing me, right? Yeah. At least he's oh, not yeah, going out sure. there and being a dink. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's awesome. How did you know it was time to do your first two questions? How did you know it was time for you to do your own deal? And how'd you end up here? Um, so man, it just was time, you know, I was there for JD's for six years and we did a lot and Trey was coming up, you know, at that point and, and me and Trey are great friends and, uh, man, it was just kind of more, I, I had, you know, you said you had to be single, but I had found a girlfriend, you know, and my wife now we, I'd been with, she, she lived there with me at JD's for maybe eight months or a year or something like that. So she was a contributor. She's like, yeah, Get us out. I'm not living well, in you know, house it, was the just, it was just time, you know, hell, it was no, no. How'd you meet her? Uh, at the horse shows. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. What did she do? Uh, she did. She roped. Yep. Oh really? She, yeah. She had. Yeah. She had some horses with Brad Lund, and she did the cow horse and roped. What was her name yep. before it was uh, Ashley O'Donnell? Ashley O'Donnell. Yep. Yeah. And so we met, and and her family was from Kansas City, and that's where I went uh, to her family's place when I left JD's. And um, man, me and JD are, you know, it always when you part ways with somebody, it's always something. But man, we. We kept our relationship great. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It, it was no, we never had any, any, I didn't give him two weeks notice. I gave him a few months, you know. Yeah, and right. It was, right. A, hey, the, after the world show this year, this I'm, I'm going to skin out and go do yeah. my own deal. And, so if you guys was, see each other today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he sent me a horse to ride. You know, I mean, he, yeah, he, we're, we're still, we still talk and yeah, he's, he's good. I mean, we, our relationship's great. How'd you end up in Weatherford? First of all, I want to tell you about Bales Hay, the YouTuber. If you guys haven't followed Trevor Bales on YouTube or social media, let me just tell you, it is the best agricultural social media account going. But that's not, that's less important than the kind of products they're producing. I've got hay, I, I joked in the last ad, it feels like hay you could eat yourself. Um, here, here's what stands out to me about Bales Hay. I can feed less of it and get the same results. I'm putting this with unbeatable feeds and equinity products, and I'm telling you, my hay has gone down. The amount of hay I have to feed to get the same results has gone down feeding higher quality alfalfa. You guys check them out at baleshay.com. If you're thinking, wait, he produces hay and his name is Bales, I agree. I'm with you. What are the chances? So check them out. Bales Hay, you guys go look them up. They can deliver. Here's the thing. They can deliver anywhere in the nation. They've got trucking. You need it, they can get it to you. And I know for a fact, having been raised in some places where alfalfa doesn't grow, it will blow your mind the effects of the hay, the hay that's grown right here in Arizona. It's the best hay in the world. It can be delivered to you. Check them out, Bales Hay. Ranch and solar lighting update. Uh, I told you I was gonna get them. Told you I'd give you an update. Let me tell you what. I am the only person in the state of Arizona right now that does not have a tan. I rope every night. My horses don't get hot. My ropes don't get destroyed. The sand isn't as hot. My steers last longer. I could go on and on. I, this has changed my entire year. I've been able to keep outside horses. I thought I was gonna have to send back because it was gonna be too hot. And they just announced their release in stadium lights. You can get on the list right now and order stadium lights. They, they figure it's gonna take eight of them to light an entire arena at the price of 7,500 out the door. That means stadium lights at your arena, $7,500, no install, no electric bill. And I'll tell you what, here's what I did. Full disclosure. I said, Ayla, I know these are going to sell out here. Would you let me be a dealer? Like this is the only company I've done this with. I would be, I would happily be a dealer. So hit me, let me know if you want to, if you, I've got the portal on my phone, I can walk you through it. If you want lights, let me know. It has changed my life. You guys check out the 1017 Project. You've heard me talk about it. Uh, we are donating hamburger from Roped Out Rope and Steers. We've been in business since 2014. Last year in 2022, we donated a little over $700,000 of hamburger to food banks, after school programs, women's shelters, anywhere that is making food available to those in need. 
So if you want to support the 1017 Project, you can check it out at our website, 1017project.com, all of the social medias. Uh, we've, had some, we've had some people come in on the podcast and go, hey, we heard about it. We love it. We want to support it. Let me tell you the most amazing number that we can provide. We can put a pound of hamburger, a national cost of about $5.30, $5.20, one pound of hamburger into a food bank for every dollar that comes in. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, it's a charity. What percent of my dollar actually goes to the cause? Because I know there are bad ones. We can take your dollar and turn it into $5.20. Bet. Check us out. You want us to prove it? We can. Check it out. 1017project.com. How'd you end up in Weatherford? Uh, so... Just, man, I remember being, when I worked for at Randon, we ended up living down, or, you know, we always kind of knew this area a little bit, and me and my wife were living up there, her family's place in Kansas, and, man, there just wasn't a whole lot of this that goes on up there. No, sir. You know, I mean, great people up there, it really had a lot of fun, enjoyed it, and roped a ton, but, man, just kind of needed to get in the mix a little bit more, yep. and we'd been looking for, you know, I mean, obviously, we weren't looking, you know, when you look for a place, you kind of hope for five acres and a shed that you can... Right. sleep in at right. night you right. know right. when you have a wife it's a little differently and, and man it just it we found this place at the right time and here we are you know we've they haven't taken it away from us yet been here <laughs> how long three years over three years now yeah what's the business of that look like here as far as finding customers and things like that because like i said you're not super active on social media right. it's not like you're at remember remember old school when he's like yeah. everybody come see how good i look like yeah. there's none of that yeah yeah man i you know i i haven't advertised a ton a little bit of social media. I uh, mostly just been meeting people. You know, jackpotting, going going around and meeting. You people. still jackpot here you know, around here? Too. I haven't much this year, but I'm, I need to. I, when I first the first couple of years, they couldn't have one without me. Yeah, you know, not at all. But I mean, we have the kid now. You know, and uh, I just how just old is put he? it on the. He's, what's that? How old is he? He's two. Perfect. Yeah. I just put just put it on the back burner just a little bit, just because, man, just life i heard know. a comedian one time say when your kid turns two it's awesome because it's yeah. like oh my god the dog learned how to talk yeah you know because like <laughs> zero to two they're great and you love yeah. them but it's not like interactive and then at yeah. two they start talking and yeah. it just gets that much better yeah it's just a huge improvement sometimes and then yeah. sometimes you're like oh shoot i didn't realize that's what you were thinking <laughs> yeah. yeah but i need to i'm gonna jackpot i just have to make myself do it you know and get back out there and, and do it and i've got some good young horses coming up that need to start going to the jackpots too and so i I just got to. Do you take, you, will you take them there before you go like to the maturity and stuff like that? Yeah, just, just go and see it. Depends, you know, probably you, depends on what lines up, you know? I mean, I, I would love to. Yeah. But you know, there's, there's not a ton of small ropings around here anymore. No, you know, everywhere right. you go, ones. you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everywhere well, and you, the cheap ones, they're going to rope 900 pound longhorns. Yeah. Like you don't really want to go to a cheap jackpot either because it's not very realistic anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You go, I mean, around here you go to a 14 roping, which is a good jackpot. Um, and there's a bunch of kids that rope real good, yeah. and they're all riding really good horses. And if a lot of times, if you don't take something that's pretty freaking good, you're not going to have much luck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's just, that's just the fact. And so it's a little hard to season one jackpotting right now, you know? And I'll take one, and, you know, if something goes wrong, I'll ride them or ride them for an extra run or something, you know? But it's just, it, I would love to, but it's, you know, it's tough right now. To, not to be controversial. But not to avoid it either. Yeah. We've got the Royal Crown. Yeah. They've got their judging system. Mm -hmm. Got the American Rope Horse Security. Got mm -hmm. its judging system. Yeah. And I think about like the rain cow horse business. Right. Rain and business cutting. All yeah. that's pretty standardized, right? Mm -hmm. You can get a pretty good idea of what is going to score what before you get there. Yeah. It feels like the Rope Horse Futurity is trying to find its legs a little bit. I don't like, disagree. It's yeah. trying to figure out how... 
is there in your mind, is there progress being made to standardize it across the board? And here's why I think it's important. If anybody's listening and has any input, here's what I would say. I think of the owner mm-hmm. that's putting money into something every oh, month yeah, yeah. that if there's a lack of predictability, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lack of sustainability. Right. Yeah. Is that right? I do. do you agree, know, like yeah. to try to create sustainability, like if you were going to have a show that gives away a million dollars, you're going to have to build up to that. And the only way we're going to build up to that is for those owners to feel like that they know how to hit the target. Mm-hmm. You don't want to kick yeah. the ball and then they move the field goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think they are. I, I know. I, I, me and Jay are real good friends. I know he, he, he's thinking about it and he's working on it all the time. Right. You know? And I to just Jay, to Jay's credit, when he yeah. said the podcast last year, like yeah. that was kind of the focus. Yeah. Um, but he only has however many shows a year. Yeah. He got the Royal crown. Right. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm yeah. saying is, is there a way, do you see a day where they start working to try to standardize it for the event of team roping, mm-hmm. not yeah. for the association putting it on? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I think it's just gotta, you know, I don't know that it's, in the near future, but I think they will. I mean, I think it it's it would make it a little simpler because I you know I'm not gonna lie. I went to the Royal Crown this last weekend. And I didn't. Know, I mean, there was three judges in the time, and I didn't know how they. I mean, same dude. I, same. I didn't know. I, I got the American Rope Horse Futurity thing down. Yeah. Like a two twenty eight. That's a yeah. good run. A yeah. two thirty. You're doing it. Like yeah. I kind of got a scale in yeah. my mind of yeah. what a good run is. This is how stupid I am. I didn't even know it was guaranteed three. I thought it was progressive after two. Yeah. So I was really glad I didn't get turned out my third one. But <laughs> it's it's just different enough yeah. that, like, their scoring system is just different enough that it's yeah. like, wait, was that good or was that bad? Like, yeah. And if it's bad, how bad? Yeah, yeah. And it just, I mean, I watched it and figured it out, you know. Sure. But I should have done a little more, more of my homework. And, and I can't tell you how much better that makes me feel to hear you say yeah, that. Because yeah. I was like, God, I'm so dumb. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I was just kidding. The fact that I'm not shoot. completely alone. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I just would like, and I mean, I'm sure I just need to get on the website and look at it and see how right. they get to it. But, um, you know, you can kind of, I, only because that was my first one I hadn't been to, but I, I know now, and I, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was a good, it was a good event. I really do. What's the best young guy coming up right now? When you look at like Jordan Allen Jr. out there, mm-hmm. who's the one that stands out to you? That's Head horse and heel horse. I think then maybe they'd be two different people. Who's well, the one that stands out to you as the next up and That's hard to say, man. There are so many guys that are that are so good. I, I was kind of looking for a the, name though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to say one because I'd, I'd I'd have to because you know, all the people you'd be leaving out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you watch. You can tell. There's definitely. Those guys that, and they're pretty a lot of rodeo guys now coming in, and I mean they they're working at it now. You know, it's not just something they're doing for fun. There is there a day that we get this big giant surprise announcement from Driggers that he's retiring? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's cool to see how invested he is in the breeding program. Yeah, and doing yeah, the stuff he, he's, he's doing. But he's, man, how could you walk away from a career yeah, that's yeah. doing what his is doing? Yeah, it's man, it's pretty impressive. Who's the worst guys. young trainer? The worst young trainer? I don't know. I'm not. We'll probably not go. Can't get you to say a good one. Yeah, let's see if we can get you to say a bad one. Yeah, there's, there's always. What are the guys? What are the guys that are coming up doing now? That's a result of the evolution of the sport. I guess what I'm saying is, what do you see now? People doing that you didn't see them doing ten years ago. That's an advantage. Oh, just horses are broke better. You know, they're 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 coming through programs instead of just rejects. You know, and they're people are riding better. You know, it it. And a lot, a lot of the cow horses coming in, you know, and you have to ride those horses differently than you do ride a just a head horse. You know, you got to use your feet a lot more. They, they otherwise they come off of you too much. You know, you have to stay closer to your horse than you know. One of the things that when when I worked for JD was always get off your ass and swing your rope. Well, 
And that's something that I is all I'm always working on, man. You see these guys these days; they stay very close to their horse. They're staying you know, in their seat, staying close to their horse, and using their feet more. Whereas back then, you know, in, in his style, it was get off your ass, swing your rope, and let that horse come underneath the, the speed of your rope. Right. And now I think it's a lot more because of these cow horses are so broke. You you can't really get away from them. Well, leaning out there means yeah. something to them. Exactly. And they're trying to yeah. take that cue and figure out yep. what you're doing, yep. Yep. and you're really just saying nothing. Yeah. But, but yeah. you're not saying nothing to them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So you've got to stay stay closer to your horse and use your feet more. And I mean, you you watch the the great. I mean, as far as heel horses, you know, Paul Eves and Colin. Those are the two guys that I mean. I feel like those two guys, the the way they ride their horses. Is, Paul looks like a Lego that got snapped yeah, on a horse. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. just it's stoic. Yeah, yeah, I mean those are sure enough the, the 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 two guys that I think look like for for heel horses, man. That they, they they've got it figured out. Who's doing sure. the best job in the heading? Got you to say names in the healing. Um, <laughs> who's doing the best job in the heading? Man, I mean Trevor. You know those horses he's got, those four year olds he's got right now look like you could be rodeoing on them. You know, I mean, they they don't move it. They don't flinch an ear when the gate opens, and they fly. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's that's fun to watch. It's pretty impressive. It really is. Do you ever think you know? you'd see a day where a rope horse sire sold for three and a half million dollars? No, never would. Yeah. What does that do for pretty, the industry? Man, I mean, it's I, I don't know that it's going to be duplicated. You know, I mean, I think that was yeah. That's of, not going to be yeah. the new standard. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's gonna. It's gonna. I mean, I think I think everybody would say yes to the opportunity. I think that might be a one-off opportunity for a while because Absolutely. the Melanie. Yeah. I talked to Melanie the other day, and she was talking about how good that horse had been all along. I didn't yeah. know yeah. because all Trevor's horses look good, right? Yeah. yeah. She said specifically that one. That one. Yeah. That one made sense to her because of how good he was as a two-year-old. The guy that rode him. Really? Like the, in her mind, that wasn't as big a surprise because to me, he's just a blue stud, yeah. right? Like, see Trevor showing my cat's nice horse. But I, I, there'd probably been, you know, it was a maybe eleventh hour sort of thing for Trevor and Miles as yeah. far as like yeah we can do this. But it sounded to me like the mm -hmm. backstory was she maybe saw that something like that was coming. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty, I mean, very impressive. She's dude. so freaking smart anyway. Yeah. So if it's gonna happen, it'd be with them. Yeah. You have any interest in breeding any day? Like, is there gonna be a day where that? You know, yeah, my wife's family did it a little bit, and we've we've had a few, but not very many, and don't anymore just because we don't have room. You know, I mean, we got thirty horses on nine acres here you know we yeah. don't have much and so uh i would love to say yes but i don't know that that's i think we're kind of more into buying buying them just because there's always that risk you know i mean yeah. there's something's going to be sore or whatever i just since pay for it when it's three years old two or three right. years old i know what it is you well know? that's it doesn't seem like a huge gap but when you yeah. buy a two-year-old you save yourself three years yeah and and they're not yeah. messed up. You're yeah. not behind. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're still right on track. You know what you have it done yeah. run through the fence and break its leg or get yep. beat up or something. You know, I mean you you know, you raise something, you're not gonna freaking x ray it and go make sure it's fine. Right. You know, you're gonna train you, it's yours, you know. You're well, and you're three it. years into it, you yeah. might have got a filly. You yeah. might have I yeah. mean something that wasn't what you're like no, breeding for. May have a crooked leg or it may, you know. Just, you what's, just a, don't know. what's a two year old supposed to cost? If you go look at a two year old, what do you get to, if it's exactly what you're looking for, what's it supposed to cost? I don't have any idea. I mean, it's gotten gotten out of hand. I mean, I would love to spend fifteen thousand on a two year old, you know, but I just don't know. I sure haven't done that for a while. Yeah, you know, and so I don't know. It's it's you. I think you know you depends on what you want to what goal. I mean. You're buying some of those cat stuff that's been through a cow horse program. It's been in training 
the whole time. Yeah. You know, and I don't necessarily so know those that people to, to sell that horse, the people that own that horse oh, yeah. have to get a lot because they've yeah. already put a lot in. Yeah. In fairness yeah. to them, they're not just yeah. asking astronomical price tags. Yeah. They're saying, this is what I got invested. I'd like to not just take a bath on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the deal is where there's a little bit of a gap is to do what we need them to do for rope horses. You don't really need to ride that horse. It's whole two year old year. You know, you can ride it 90 days in the, yeah. you know, in the winter, right. give it a few months off, ride it another 90 days or 60 days or wherever, and just kind of dabble in that and keep that horse's mind and body together. Better. What do you want a three-year-old doing right now? Like this time of year, we're, this won't come out till way later, right. but, but we're recording it. I guess it's the end of May, close yeah. to 1st of June. Yeah. What should a three-year-old head horse be doing right now? Man, they need to be loping. So, so loping. A three-year-old right now should be able to lope both ways, stop, start turning around, you know, have some, but have control of the body. Soften the face, flex, move off your legs, you know. When you're looking for a head horse, it might not drag its ass, you yeah. know. doesn't need to. Right. But um, if it does, that's great. But it's not, it's not a necessity that a head horse needs to drag its ass. Right. Um, but they need to be. You know, probably in riding around more of, like a horse, riding around, you know, doing stuff, riding them outside, opening gates, closing gates, moving cattle up. Hell, sometimes just get on them and ride them and run the steers up. Yeah, you know, be be around the box, be tied up by the box. You know, just just so that way. And and I don't really, for say, have a program that horses come through. But it, in my head, when I want to do it, I don't want to rope on them. I might start them the fall of their three year old year. Oh, really? On the dummy. And it's some slow, slow steers. Yep. I don't want them uh, because I think that I uh, we showed a three-year-old one time and did good on him, and he was never the same after that. Just never came back. Yep. He he was just kind of it was just a lot, you know. Yeah. And uh, man, I I I can say that I mean, and I don't know if it would have made any difference or not, but I. I I want my horse to be good in the fall of his four-year-old year. That's the target. Sure. Not, he doesn't need to be great right now. Yeah. I, I don't want to take, uh, you know, I mean, and I'm taking the four-year-olds and showing them at the maturity because you got to get them out. Right. You know? But I, the goal is for them to be good in the fall of their four-year-old right. year. Right, yeah. For, for me, and then go on and do great then. And sometimes some horses are, are, are they peak too early, you know, right. and you can, you can run out of, you not necessarily well, can run gotta, out of horse, but they change. They've got to, at that age, they're still, they're still changing adolescent, right? Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. And so when you're asking them to do an adult job as an adolescent, yeah. I can see how they'd lose its fun. Yeah. Right? Like you can burn them out on it. Yeah. I'm roping. I've got a three-year-old right now that I raised. I had him long yearling mm -hmm. and I'm roping slow cattle on him. And yeah. you can feel him now mm -hmm. starting to want to go a little yeah. faster. Yeah. But I'm making him go slow. The yeah. thought being, my, my thought process being, yeah. if he's wanting to do more, mm -hmm. then later when I ask him to do more, it's not yeah. going to be resented. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know how to gauge. I've never really, I've really honestly never raised I, one. A thing I don't like is I don't want you to start and never look back. I want to be, for that horse to show him, like as a three-year-old, you get them real broke when they're three years old. They're, you know, I think you, as a two-year-old, you ride them. You know, make sure they're doing what you need them to do. A three-year-old, they need to start getting pretty stinking broke, you know. And then the fall of their three-year-old year, not in the middle of summer when it's hot, when it's cooling off and it's enjoyable for them. Yeah. You start roping some slow steers on them, you know, and make them like it. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing is they got to like they it. You don't need it, to be right. holding that sucker in the box, no, white-knuckling right, them, you know, at right. three years old. I want them, I want them much, to like their job. In your business, how how valuable is a good slow roping steer? Oh, invaluable. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I 
Could not agree more. Yeah. Keep yeah. all the fresh ones. Yeah. I don't even yeah. want to roll fresh ones on my good ones. <laughs> no, Give yeah. me slow ones. Yeah. Like yeah. I had a, we broke in a set of Mexicans a couple years ago that were a little too weak to start. Yeah. Um, they just come in, we imported them mm-hmm. and they just, they weren't very strong. So right. I started feeding them really right. good. But what I did is I, I wanted to break them in when they're like yeah. that. Cause I want to wait till they got strong. Right. Well, as I roped them, they gradually got stronger, mm-hmm. but they weighed 130, 150 pounds. Yeah. Big horns or big bulldoggers, a yeah. great little set of steers, but I would let, it was kind of like roping a muley where I had yeah. to run in their rope, slow down. Cause you don't want to hit them too hard. They're right. still fresh. Yeah. I, I cannot believe how strong my horses got. Yeah. They got where they were having so much fun cause mm-hmm. the steers were light, but yeah. they were just fresh enough to give them a little action. Yeah. And like, man, th- that, it ruined me. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. never roping fast steers again. <laughs> yeah. If I want my horses to run hard, yeah. rope slow cattle. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, that sounds backwards, but I could not believe how much confidence it gave them. Yeah. yeah chasing sure. cattle they knew they could catch up to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Yeah. Next five years. You have a five-year plan? Man, not really. Just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, hopefully uh, get, get, have some success here this year and, and grow from that, you know. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of, <laughs> yeah, not not social media maybe, but how do people find you if they want to send a horse? Man, I, I do. I know I have a social media. I mean, I have Facebook, uh, Jordan Allen Performance Horses. Give me a holler, you know. Do uh, you, you have room? Uh, oh, yeah, always, yeah. I mean, we, we if you don't make have room, room, we make some. Yeah, we, if we don't have room, we make some. I, I mean, I try to keep a certain number of horses around, and it, it changes every month. You know? Do you try and limit it to quarter horses or team roping horses, or can someone send you like a freezer? <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, if, if I'd... If I had, if I needed it, I would, you know, but, uh, <laughs> right now. I always thought it'd be yeah. awesome. And I, I'm not in that place anymore. We used to break in like three, anywhere between three to 700 steers or something. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it'd be so cool to have like a half draft. Oh yeah. His only would, job yeah. was just breaking yeah. in steers. Turn steers. Yeah. And I would have ended up getting one, but we ended up, that was it. So that was as close yeah. as I got to getting yeah. an off brand, but. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah, that's kind of it. Hopefully, you know, just keep growing the program and get in get into the best horses we can get into, you know. It's awesome. Just, that's part of it. Man, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, great.